Why are you always wrong when you're actually right when you're dealing with a cluster B? Welcome to this podcast of My Inner Torch. Well, I don't know about you, but I've been going through almost 21 years of this, always being wrong. Do you ever get that feeling? Are you told that you're always wrong, even though you are right? This is part of the delusional world that a cluster B lives in. You're always wrong. They're always right. And it doesn't matter whether their right is completely delusional. It's right and you're wrong. It's also interesting, uh, and I did a podcast a while ago about the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. It's a game that people play. Kevin Bacon is an actor, and it's a game that you know you you kind of play to see how are you related in some form or fashion, or how is something related in some form or fashion to Kevin Bacon. Well, the seven degrees of dealing with a cluster B means that everything that is wrong in their lives always somehow comes back to you. Um, I'll give you an example of this uh, that happened just yesterday with my my wife of almost 20 years now. We were having a conversation and I was expressing some frustration that I was having at work. Um, my work wants to do a, a boat trip on the weekend of July 4th, on the Friday of the weekend before July 4th. Now, I work Friday evenings, overnights. I work from 7 to 5 a.m., And that particular Friday, the 1st of July, I will be working. So my manager wanted to schedule a a boat ride on Friday the 1st, uh, just as a get-together for myself and the rest of my team. And I really was opposed to that because I would have to drive a considerable distance to go to the boat ride, and then I'd have to drive a considerable distance to come back and actually go to work. So I kind of put up a a little bit of flack to that and said that wouldn't be convenient to me. So I was having a conversation with my wife and expressing my frustration about how difficult my manager was being about this boat ride. And what did she take away from this conversation? Well, I'll tell you what she took away from this conversation. She told me that she always wanted to take a boat ride with me and I never wanted to go. Okay, so that's pure hyperbole. My wife has never come to me and asked me, to go on a boat ride. But she's done this on many occasions. When I may be talking about something else, she will always interject something about herself. And I told her flat out, let's not go there. This is not about me and you. This is about me not wanting to go to this boat ride. It's not a matter that I don't want to take a boat ride and it has nothing to do with you. But somehow, in some way, she took this situation And she took her reality in which she's been asking me to take a boat ride for 20 years. And I've always told her no, which of course is not true. And she made it about her and I, that is the seven degrees of cluster B somehow, some way you will always be wrong. They will always be right. You can't shake it. And this is why you can't go to war with them. And I say war, and I mean that literally when you want to express yourself, because the cluster B will turn it on you. They will become the victim. You will become the abuser. And with that, I wanted to kind of take an aside and talk about the 20 warning signs of emotional abuse, because what we tend to do as victims of BPD 
and people with NPD or victims of psychopaths. We tend to rationalize, and I've talked about this before in previous podcasts. We tend to excuse their behavior. We tend to think, you know what? It's not that bad. Maybe, maybe I'm overreacting. We're giving them creative license to behave the way that they want to. So 20 signs, warning signs of emotional abuse include humiliating or embarrassing you, put downs and mean jokes, hypercriticism, refusing to communicate, ignoring you or excluding you, use of sarcasm and unpleasant tone of voice, unreasonable jealousy with false accusations, extreme moodiness, domination and control, monitoring your phone calls, texts, or emails, constant calling or texting when you're not with him or her, saying things like, if you don't blank, I will blank, withdrawal of affection, guilt trips, making everything your fault, which is what we're talking about in this particular podcast, isolating you from friends and family, ignoring your feelings or preferences, destroying or threatening your possessions, using money to control you or controlling your money. Those are 20 warning signs of emotional abuse. And some of those may be eye openers to you because some of those you may have rationalized away, you know, the humiliating or embarrassing you. Well, you know, maybe that's just the way they are. I know I've been guilty of saying that. Well, that's just the way she is. That's the way that she behaves. Put downs and mean jokes, hypercriticism. Yeah, you know, I guess that's just part of her personality, but it's not silent treatment, withholding affection, storming out of the bedroom almost a year ago and not coming back and never discussing it. That's all emotional abuse, folks. It's not right. It's not normal. Again, I've talked about this in countless podcasts and, you know, I do believe that perhaps my podcast, along with other podcasts out there, are raising the awareness of people like you and me. We are coming out of the fog. I've received numerous emails from people who have said to me, as a result of hearing my circumstance, as a result of me relating what has happened to me over two decades, they have seen the light. And some have actually left their abusive relationships. And to them, I say that was a very brave thing to do because I'm still here. Now I'm here for many factors, not just because, you know, I don't want to leave because I think that somewhere deep down, my wife loves me because she doesn't. And we've talked about this a lot and, you know, it doesn't roll off the tongue very easily to say that because that's not supposed to be happening. There's supposed to be love. There's supposed to be understanding. There's supposed to be cohesion between two people who've been together for over two decades, but there isn't. And so I can safely sit here and tell you that my wife doesn't care about me. She doesn't see me. She doesn't recognize me as a person who she loves, who she cares about. She's not capable of that. That goes back to something called emotional intelligence. And unfortunately, I don't like the using the word retarded, but in this case, I do think it's fitting people in cluster B are emotionally retarded. They're emotionally arrested. They've stopped developing years ago, depending on their age. They stopped developing when they were kids, little kids, impressionable kids. And again, that's almost a rationalizing type of statement. Well, you know what? They had a bad childhood. 
I've known a lot of other people who have had bad childhoods and have come out to be loving, compassionate people. That's not an excuse. Yes, I'm very sorry for those people who were beaten, who were emotionally abused, who were abandoned. It's horrible. It shouldn't have happened. But that doesn't give them creative license to be horrible people in turn. If anything, it should be an incentive for them to be a better person, to make themselves a better person. That's a lame excuse if you ask me. I was abused. So therefore, I can become a monster and abuse you back because you know what? You deserve it. It's payback time. No, it's not. You don't deserve it. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. I always enjoy hearing your feedback, your stories. Thank you for taking the time to describe to me your circumstance. I receive a lot of emails of people who've told me about their stories and they align with mine. There's a common theme here. And I'm glad that people are taking action. I'm glad that people are deciding to take their lives back. I will one day. I will too. I will do that. My time will come. My salvation will come. But for those of us who have to stay for various reasons beyond, well, just the normal, the, Hey, it's a been abusive relationship, but some people don't have a choice financially. They can't do it. They can't live on their own. They can't survive on their own, but never make it a reason that you think you love this person and that you can't survive without them because you can, you can survive without them. They don't have to be the people or the person who defines you, who makes you whole. That's blind love. Nice that you do that. But somebody else out there deserves that love. They deserve that attention and they will mirror it back to you. So think about that. Think about those signs of emotional abuse. Think about the fact that you're always wrong, even if you are right. You can't argue that with a cluster B. Okay. You can't, can't do it with a borderline. Can't do it with a narcissist. Certainly can't do it with a psychopath. You can't be right. You're always wrong, even if you're right, because it doesn't fit their delusion. So think of that the next time you decide that you want to stand up for yourself, which, Hey, that's great if you want to, but that's, it's not going to work. It's going to cause you a lot of undue pain. And again, I'm not prescribing the fact that you should sit back and be abused, but then you need to come up with a plan outside of arguing a point with somebody. You will never win. I always tell this to my daughter. Don't go to war with your mother because you won't win. Now, it doesn't mean to be submissive. It doesn't mean to take it, you know, turn the other cheek. But you have to come up with a plan. You have to come up with a way of dealing with this behavior because trying to make a borderline or a narcissist see the truth, the reality, stripping away their delusion, they can't handle it. They have to create a false narrative. It has to be a false narrative that goes to their playbook, not yours and not a rational one either. So save yourself the time, the trouble and the hurt. But remember, if you are right, you are right. But in their eyes, it doesn't matter. If you're right, you're wrong. If you're wrong, you're wrong. That's just the way it is. My inner torch at gmail.com new episodes uploaded every single Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern standard time. I appreciate your continued support. Listen back 
to a lot of these podcasts. Hopefully you find some insight. And if you do, let me know. Let me know how things have turned out for you. Be well. And in whatever you do, be good. This has been my Inner Torch. <laughs>